Hey bitches. It's your girl. Robot lady. I'm not programmed for laughter so I don't find him funny. But if you'd like to watch Gabriel perform comedy he will be in the following cities on the following dates. Boise, Idaho April 14th to 16. Ballard April 20th. Lacey April 21st. That one is sold out but Gabriel wanted me to tell you anyway so he can feel important. April 22nd in Umpla. April 23rd Longview. That show has 27 tickets sold. Who's the big shot now asshole? Ha, ha, oh look I can laugh. Just not at Gabriel's comedy I guess. April 25th to 29 Gabriel will be in Las Vegas and April 30th Bellingham. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel Okay, this is a podcast. That's what's happening. Uh, I am not driving. I broke the whole premise of the podcast. I'm not driving home. Uh, I'm in a hotel in Spokane, Washington. I'm flying home tomorrow. I thought, well, maybe I can do it on the way home from the airport. But then, you know, I fly out at 630. I'm not going to want to do that. Uh I could do it coming home from a gig later in the week, but then maybe I wouldn't remember what I wanted to talk about that happened in Spokane. You know, I'm, it's not always going to be driving. Just because there's some, sometimes I'll be, uh, sometimes the drive home is too sleepy. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want my brain to work, uh, too hard to, uh, be interesting. So. I'm in a hotel, although I, uh, I'm tired now, so I don't know what, how I'm helping anything, but I'm tired now, uh, not because I partied too hard, uh, not because I've taken up cocaine or heroin or had more than my normal amount of Michelob Ultras, uh, but because I suck at sleeping. No matter what time I go to bed. I'm going to wake up at nine something. That's like as late as I can sleep. Oh, when I was a younger man, go to bed at four, wake up at one in the afternoon. No more. Old man Rutledge. Can't do that anymore. So uh, I've slept, you know, the shows are late. I'm getting home at, well, I don't leave right after the show. Okay, I hang out a little bit. Had a couple drinks. Uh, so I'm going to bed at like 3 and then I get up at 9. Um, which is not... I mean, a lot of people function on 6 hours of sleep every day. I, I prefer um, 23. That's my sweet spot. My doctor told me uh, I have a sleep metabolism of a house cat. And that's what I should try and do. Is sleep metabolism a thing? Could be. But yeah, so I was like, oh, why are you tired? Are you hungover? Nah, went to bed too late on a school night.
Welcome back to the Old Man Podcast. Uh, let me take a sip of my decaf. Mm. Yep, decaf. Because my doctor said two regular coffees a day is probably enough because I'm also on blood pressure medication. This podcast is brought to you by AARP. <laughs> I, I posted uh, something. I learned something from TikTok. Um, well, I've learned, I've learned a lot of things from TikTok. I can't dance, for example. Uh, did you know AARP? You don't have to have a minimum age requirement it, to be 50 and above. You can be a full member of AARP, but, uh, any age you can be, I don't know what it's called, a junior member. You still get the travel discounts. You still get the, you know, uh, rental car discount, the hotel discount, and I learned 10% off Denny's. Oh man, that's what I needed in my traveling. More of a reason to go to Denny's. Who wants 10% off diarrhea? I do. So I, I joined. Uh, it's $12 a year, and I joined at a youthful 48 years old. Uh, but I am now a proud... Well, I gotta sneeze. <coughs> Jesus. Just knocked my dentures out. Uh, I'm now a proud AARP member, and so is my wife. She's less proud. She seems very upset that she has an AARP card with her name on it. I mean, I got her in. I filled it out. That's the thanks I get. Okay. And like, like I said to my wife, Christy, when she's like, why do you, you know, why do you want to be a member of an old person's organization when you don't have to be yet? I told her, I don't know if this is their slogan, but it should be. If you're old enough to care about savings, you're old enough for AARP. And I already got $16 off a car rental. I'm four bucks up thanks to AARP. I might get a moons over my hammy later. And uh, then I'll be up six bucks with my $2 off or whatever the hell it'll be. I bought a, a lapel microphone that hooks into my iPhone. That's what I'm using right now. I got it for driving. Uh, I spent $19 on it because that is what this podcast is worth to me. $19. And then that microphone made a weird clicking sound constantly. And so I got another one for $35. And I'm not happy about that because, like I said, this podcast is worth $19 to me. But that's what I'm using right now. Hopefully it sounds all right. Hopefully it'll sound a little better in the car. We'll see. I am in the Davenport, the Davenport Grand Hotel in downtown Spokane, Washington. Got a beautiful view of some things, a convention center. There's a park with a giant wagon in it, just out of eye shot. Uh, which is kind of a hilarious landmark for Spokane. <laughs> Have you seen the wagon? It's just a regular item that's huge, and that's what, look at it. Look how big it is. You've seen a regular wagon, right? Look at the size of this fucking thing. It's giant. Imagine the size of person who would go in that wagon. Look how big it is. 
It's uh, it's a little weird to be in this hotel because this is the hotel I was in uh, the second weekend of March, I believe it was, 2020. I I was only here because um, Brian Posehn was supposed to be at the Spokane Comedy Club. And, uh, you know, that it was right when everything was shutting down in the whole world. Um, my shows had been canceled, so I came here to fill in for Brian Posehn. He got a little bit of a nicer hotel room, more of a penthouse. It's fine. This is a great hotel. Um, but, yeah, I was here when the world was shutting down. I remember it was very cold. Actually, it was snowing a little bit uh, on that March 13, 14, 2020. But I remember my hands being like so dry because I was washing them constantly. I still feel like I wash my hands more than I used to. I guess I just got used to it. But do you remember that for like in the beginning of the pandemic, everyone's hands were just like worn out from washing? Oh, that's silly. I'm going to stop washing my hands. I'm a two-time COVID survivor. So my hands have immunity. But yeah, I was in this hotel during that time. Uh, the world was shutting down. I remember recording a podcast with uh, past guests of this podcast, Casey McLean. And we were just talking about what was going to happen and like... If we listened to that podcast now, it would be hilarious because it was like we were saying shit like, man, what if this lasts a month? What's the what's the impact on the world if this thing lasts a month? Uh, I applied. I was in this hotel in Spokane in March 2020 when I applied to be an Instacart delivery person. Um and to be a spark delivery person, which was what I ended up doing, uh, delivering groceries for Walmart. You know, that's a weird feeling to be headlining a comedy club and being like, I, I guess I better get a job. So it's very, uh, it's a little surreal to be back. Uh, those many, uh, the, you know, whatever this is, two years later, um, I guess the pandemic's not over, but, you know, it's over in our hearts a little bit. Our hearts that have heart rate problems because we had COVID. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, just for funsies, uh, because the, in 2020 I wrote a book. Why isn't it out, you might be thinking? I don't know, because books are hard. Uh, it's being edited. I have a lot of uh, pictures in this book that also require editing because I'm, you know, there's from my cell phone, just stuff I was talking about. I would, you know, it's like a sequel to my first book, Happiness Isn't Funny, True Stories of a Road Comic. But obviously it was a weird year. You know, it's like this year long journal that's in the middle of a pandemic and the start of a pandemic. Um, so hopefully it'll come out someday. It's just whatever. Uh, but I thought, you know, I was writing about this as it was happening. So I thought maybe I would read you my, ent my entry uh, from March 14th, 2020, that will be in my book out someday, I think going to be titled 
At least the dinosaurs got to die surprised. More true stories of a road comic. Uh, okay. So here's, uh, here's what I wrote. March 14, 2020. Spokane, Washington. Guy after my show. Thanks for coming here. Me. Thank you. I'm glad there were people here. I didn't know what to expect. Guy. Because of the snow? The news of the pandemic has not yet reached everyone in Spokane. There were about 80 people at the show last night. Sold 450 in merch. I did an interview for a Spokane newspaper yesterday because almost every other entertainment event in Spokane had been canceled and the paper needed something to write about for their entertainment section. That's not my own low self-esteem speculation either. The writer of the article told me that. That's the same reason I got an article in the Olympian newspaper even though we canceled the show anyway. I always knew if there was no competition, I'd be the most popular. Even though doing a comedy show for less than 250 people is technically allowed under the health restrictions government officials have mandated, it's starting to feel insane. Everything I frantically read about COVID-19 stresses how important social distancing is right now. Don't go anywhere where you're within six feet of other people. Hopefully the virus reads the same article so it knows to respectfully stay six feet and one inch from us. Yet here I am performing comedy every night like it's the scene in a disaster movie where they show the dumb people who are about to die. It's not even a good disaster movie, so it's more like the scene where they show the people who will get sick and then in turn infect a small percentage of elderly people or people with compromised immune systems who will die. I don't even want to promote the shows I'm doing on social media. Ignore medical advice and check me out at Liquid Laughs in Boise next week. It feels ridiculous. After next week, it's not going to be a choice, because other than some scattered one-nighters that I'm assuming will cancel, I don't have any work until this thing is over. I applied to work for Instacart, which is an app where you shop for groceries and then deliver them to people's homes. There are some emergency unemployment funds Washington State has set up, so I'll see if I qualify. Christy was probably working 10 hours a week as a substitute paraeducator, but with schools closed for six weeks, that's gone too. Last night after my show, I went to a bar across the street from the comedy club. It wasn't packed, but it was full. It appeared to be kind of a hipster bar, but I'm at the age where every gathering of people younger than me seems like a hipster gathering. I got ID'd, which felt nice. If you're pulling your ID out of a chain wallet, no one really thinks you're under 21, but I still appreciate the ask. As I sipped my rainier beer, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the feeling that I shouldn't be there. I wanted to go home. Why am I socially close to a bar full of strangers and socially distant from the people I love? I had three more beers and a shot of whiskey and got the hell out of there. That was a reading from the unreleased book by Gabriel Rutledge called Poop. The last time, the last time I was in Spokane was March 14th, 2020. Yeah, that's what everyone was thinking about. <laughs> Fucking white women. I mean, my... Once in a century pandemic, and she's like, it's my birthday! <laughs> Every day.
building shutting down. You're at like fucking Applebee's like... Really fun shows in Spokane. Uh, a ton of people came out to see me. I mean, I'm not even saying the shows were sold out, but I just mean I had the feeling a lot of people were there to actually see me as opposed to just got a babysitter or a Groupon and went out to see who was there. Uh, in fact, Thursday... A lot of more famous comedians say Thursday is the day that mo the more of their fans are there. They feel like that's their night, and then the weekends are like, you know, more people who haven't heard of them. And I, uh, I haven't identified with that thought that often in my career, but I did this week. I mean, at the Thursday show, there were eight people in the crowd wearing various shirts I've sold over the years. Um, I had, a bunch of people tell me over this weekend that it's, you know, I've seen you three times, I've seen you four times, or I always see you. Uh, I did a family friendly show at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. People who'd seen me before brought their kids to see me. I mean, man, uh, pretty. I don't want to overstate it, but I'm moving like humbling i don't know what the right word is but it just it, it means a lot to me uh it means a lot to me um to have a small role in uh people's lives for more than one night um a shout out to pam podcast listener pam who came to one of the shows thank you so much uh also shout out to podcast listener megan who was not at the shows but she lives in olympia where i live and uh, rumor has it she's going to steal one of my jokes uh, to use uh, in front of a group this week. You have my blessing. <laughs> any of you can use any of my jokes. Uh, I don't give a shit. Actually, that's a really hard thing for a comedian is to listen to someone try to tell your joke and they never do it right. And you're like, that's not how. No, no. Thank you for kind of remembering uh, but yeah, it, I mean, just, uh, I still have one more show tonight on Sunday, uh, as I record this here in Spokane, but what a man, what a, I just wish, uh, it's one of those weeks where you're like, is this what it's like every week at a certain level of success? 
Because don't get me wrong, I have I have these weeks, but it's not every week. You know, I will be performing in the basement of a golf course in Port Orchard, Washington on Wednesday. So, you know, life and comedy has a way of evening things out. Not that that's going to be a bad show, but I just mean it's different. It's different where, you know, this club's just so nice to me and they have a green room filled with candy and treats. There, You know, there's a light switch on the wall that when you turn it on, waitstaff comes to see what you need. They asked what I wanted in the green room. Um, I uh, I said Michelob Ultra because I know they have beers in the cooler, and I was like, I'd like Michelob Ultra. That's all that's in there now. I feel uh, I feel uh, embarrassed, but also grateful. When I got picked up from the airport from the assistant manager, she was like, and we got your Michelob Ultra? And I'm like, oh, man, thank you. I don't like how that sounds coming out of your mouth. Like, oh, we got your Michelob Ultra, diva. Uh, but anyway, I've talked to people who work at comedy clubs about what some bigger comedians want in the green room, what's, what's called a writer, what they want on their writer. You know, there's like the famous Van Halen thing that was like no green M&Ms or whatever. Uh, there, some comedians have some weird stuff on there. there there's someone who, who, who requests two entire rotisserie chickens before every show or every night. And then I guess they don't even eat them, which is weird to me. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's just a fun weekend that I want to say to myself so I remember that um, uh, that uh, you know this was it was just it's been it's been a fun weekend. Um, I sold out of shirts. And I think I brought like 60 of them. So that it's spiritually fulfilling and financially fulfilling weekend. Uh, I did do the kid show, which I was a little nervous about. I don't know what I've done. I mean, it wasn't for kids. It was a family friendly show recommended 13 and up. There was definitely a couple toddlers there. There was a five year old there. Um, and I have done PG rated shows. Several times, many times in my uh, comedy life. But for some reason, in a comedy club, it felt weird. Because I'm just not used to having to censor myself in a comedy club. So I guess in my mind, I was just afraid I was just going to walk up and be like, Hey, fuckers! Oops! Shit! Fuck! Damn! Cunt! I don't even say that. Um... But it was really fun, man. It was re- It was a ton of the... You know, it was like mostly teenage children uh, with their parents. And uh, it was a bunch of their – it was their first comedy show. I mean, that's kind of fun, right? I got to be people's first comedy show. So that that, that was really cool. And, uh, I mean, I got extra nervous because when I was walking to the club, um, I was behind uh, a mom and dad and a son. And then they kind of saw me, and they're like, "Hey, are you Gabriel?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "We're going to your show right now." And the kid was, you know, just a normal weirdo kid, like they all are, who doesn't make eye contact. <laughs> so I don't know. He looked about 12 or so, and uh, and they so they said to their son, "They're like, this is the comedian we're going to see," and he's like, "Oh, I'm a comedian." And 
I'm like, oh, okay. And then he was like, are you going to have a drum set on stage so you can do rim shots after your jokes? <laughs> and I was like, no, you're just going to have to imagine that. But after that interaction, I wanted to turn right back around and come back to the Davenport Grand Hotel. I'm like, what? This wasn't even, by the way, the club did not say, hey, would you like to do an all-ages show? I shot my stupid mouth off to the booker and was like, if you want to add a family-friendly show, I can do it. I'm just trying to be a good employee. Okay? I'm out here trying to get booked next to all these Wayans brothers and sisters. You know, if they can add a another family-friendly show for me, hey, I'm a good employee. And uh, they had uh, over 100 people for that show, all paid, no giveaways. I don't know the exact number, but I know they sold over 100 tickets. So I think it was a success. It was fun. If I had to do it again today, it would be easy, but I won't have to do it again for a couple months, so it'll be hard again because I'll forget how to do it. Um, but yeah, that was fun. It was kind of a weird night, uh, Friday night. Uh, after the late show, uh, I went to uh, the, the the gamers. It's like a video arcade bar that the comedy club also owns. And uh, I was hanging out there uh, with some of my new friends from Post Falls, Idaho. Um, they were buying me beers, even though I get them for free, because I'm a good employee. Okay, by the way, comedians listening, I have heard you dum-dums before when someone in the crowd after a show will be like, hey, can I get you a drink? And I've heard you say, oh, don't worry about it. I get him for free here. Hey, hey, dipshit. Our job is to be amusing enough so they can sell alcohol and chicken strips, okay? Let them buy you a drink. It's, it's called an economy. It's called capitalism. I drink for free here. You trying to brag? Let them get some money. Welcome back to the Old Man Comedy Podcast, sponsored by AARP. You're old enough. That's their other slogan. AARP. Yeah, you're old enough. <laughs> After your 10% off Denny's, you're going to need a hotel discount to have diarrhea in. AARP. ARP! AARP. The sound an old person makes getting up out of a rocking chair. ARP! So, I'm hanging out with these, uh, in that bar, letting people buy me drinks. And then, uh, I wanted to go. I'm not gonna bullshit. Wanted to go. Lord knows I need to get to bed early, cause I'm up with the chickens for some reason. Um, ARP! And, all of a sudden, the cops come and they go, you can't leave. They put up police tape. Uh, there was a shooting, a fatal drive-by shooting, a block from where we were. So actually, I, it, it turned out I could have left because I was walking the other direction and they would have let me go. But the, it's a one-way street. It was all shut down. So I, I had to, we had to like stand there like, uh, I don't know, at least an hour after I wanted to leave. Um, it's funny that... that <laughs> The Post Falls uh, crew that I was hanging out with, it's like, they were kind of, I mean, honestly, somewhat disruptive during the show, but I'm 
really good at comedy, so I made it fun. Uh, I guess it's kind of my fault because I, I said something about masks and then because uh, I said, are you happy we're not wearing masks anymore? And this guy was like really excited, like, yeah. So I kind of I teased him a little bit. Maybe that maybe that made him feel like he was a part of things. So that was probably my fault. You guys enjoying no masks? Me too. Me too. But easy, sir. Just, I feel like a giant truck with two flags just yelled at me. Easy, easy. Do you have one of those? I don't mean to. You do. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, and then uh, he yelled out something about the clap later. We, uh, my wife and I have been together since we were 19 years old. Uh, I would thank you, appreciate that. I'm gonna call her after the show and be like, we got two woos and a clap. If you see the STD is half full. That sounds, that sounds like a guy trying to break the news to his lady. First of all, the clap's a lot better than a lot of things that could have happened. So, let's get that out of the way right now. You know what, before we get into it, let's talk about the things I don't have first. AIDS, negative. Syphilis, nope. Gonorrhea, not, a, not even close. Chlamydia, got me. Uh, a different woman at that same table. Uh, I was talking about when I uh, I did a comedy show at a sex club. She she asked out loud. She's like, "What did it smell like?" Uh, which <laughs> I mean, that's an inside thought. You're not supposed to say that out loud. But then I saw how drunk she was later. I'm like, I get it. By the way, what you said? What did it smell like? <laughs> I did not order from the menu. I hope it was themed. I'll get the chicken fingers. Uh... Uh, and then I didn't, of course, I didn't know they lived in Post Falls. That came out later uh, when that same woman was talking shit about Olympia. I live in, uh, I live in Olympia, Washington. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate gross. Check my list of cities that are allowed to make fun of Olympia real quick. Oh, Spokane's not fucking on it. I'm actually getting a real Idaho vibe from that table. I'm not. I'm right. I'm fucking right. 
safe word. She's alive, I just wanted to be a dick. <laughs> I meant heaven, Idaho. <laughs> I'm sure it's a wonderful place. I love how you think I'm the asshole. When you literally were just like, gross, to where I fucking live. And now you want to defend Post Falls. A fucking gas station that got out of control. But yeah, and then after the show, uh, I talked to him, and they were really fun, really nice uh, people. And like he doesn't, it's funny because he's like, "Oh, that was hilarious," but I don't have, I don't have a giant truck with flags. Um, and then as and and as we're talking, uh, it comes out, what is his job? Taxidermist. I should have asked what he did during the show, because of course you live in Post Falls, Idaho. In your profession is taxidermy, of course. Uh, so anyway, if you're listening, those people, you're cool. I had a good time. Don't yell shit out at comedy shows anymore. And I'm sorry I made you buy me drinks even though I got them for free. Someone had a panic attack at one of the shows. That's how good the staff is here at Spokane Comedy Club. Someone had a panic attack and uh, EMTs were called. And I didn't even know. I was getting off stage to go uh, sell merch, and I had to like walk around someone laying on the ground. This all happened while I was on stage. I didn't even know. Uh, but is that a good sign about your comedy? <laughs> you want people to go out and have a good time, but instead uh, it causes a panic attack. I guess comedy's not very soothing. Like if you were in a bad spot, and there's a chubby Dave Grohl on stage screaming things at people and you're in a noisy chaotic room and you were already not in a good spot mentally yeah that could uh that could put you in a bad spot I get that she probably had a panic attack because of the snow I flew here and I'm so glad it actually did snow a little bit here but the pass is like has heavy snowstorm right now and I'm, I'm so glad I flew here I would have had more merch if I could have driven but still that even though my flight got delayed coming here it's a four and a half five hour drive longer if you have to pee twice AARP peeing is still free Erp. uh 
it's a it's a drive, right? But they're you know I'm making enough that I'm like I have to. I don't want to make the cheapest decision all the time. Sometimes you get the $35 microphone because it's better than the $19 one. You know, that's that's how I want to live my life. I'm getting paid well this weekend. It's not that expensive to fly to Spokane. I'm going to do it. Even though my flight got delayed, when I was on the plane and they were like, from wheels up to wheels down, it'll be 36 minutes. I'm like, worth it. And it'll be worth it tomorrow when I fly over a snowstorm. I wanted to say this about the uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Um, <laughs> I, no, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'll, except uh, if you listen last week, I did say that this is the problem with podcasting without anyone else. Was like it, if I say, actually, I was talking to someone else when I played the clip, but if I say something that's wrong or incorrect, and I'm talking to someone else. They go, do you mean this? And then I go, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. But I'm on my own. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lunatic. Who knows what I'm saying? So I say stuff like Ricky Gervais hosted the Emmys, and it was actually the Golden Globes, that kind of shit, you know? Uh, but what I wanted to say was everyone in my family made the same joke to me after the next day or that night after the Will Smith slapping of Chris Rock. Uh, which is, um, did you call Chris and talk to him about it? Did you call Chris Rock and talk to him about it? Because, uh, my mother-in-law has told people that I am friends with Chris Rock. In an effort to make her feel better about <laughs> her daughter's decisions, perhaps, uh, she is wildly over-exaggerated my comedy career. She used to, years ago, she would be like, she would, we would hear from other people that she had told them I make a thousand dollars a show, which occasionally I do, but like every show, no, of course not. Uh, and it's hilarious because at that time she was telling people I made a thousand dollars a show. I had to borrow money from her to get new tires. It's like, you know, this isn't true, but anyway. I think where the Chris Rock thing came from, because she, she, it got back to us that she told someone I'm friends with Chris Rock. I think where it came from is we were having a conversation at some sort of family gathering. Someone asked, like, who's the most famous person you've worked with or been around? And I said, I think I mentioned I was in a room for like 30 seconds with Chris Rock at the HBO Comedy Festival in 2007. Uh, and he was too famous for even an all-comedian place. You know what I mean? He came in for like 30 seconds, then left. Uh, so I think based on that conversation, um, my mother-in-law ran with that, and uh, I am good friends with Chris Rock. Um, so my eighth grader, my freshman in college, and my wife all had the same joke. Hey, you should call up Chris and see how he's doing. You're good pal. If I was to call up my good friend Chris Rock, um, I think the first thing I would say to him was, Chris, you're 57 years old, which means you are eligible for full AARP membership. So, silver lining, you know what I mean?
You know what makes the sting of a humiliating public slap from a celebrity die down? A beef bacon slam burger at Denny's. That's right. Just because you're a millionaire doesn't mean you don't want to save $16 on your car rental. When's the last time you were in a Kia Rio, Chris Rock? Because if you're going to get back in, you might as well get the savings. Hi, I'm Chris Rock for AARP. Have you been injured while working from another famous coworker? Well, AARP offers great prescription plans if you need some pain medication. Okay, bye.